0: So what does wellness mean to you? Welcome to Wellness Wednesdays. I'm your host, Eric Collard. This week, another special guest. Uh, welcome to Bonte Jay, who is a Buddhist monk. I'm in this lovely uh, Buddhist center, and we're going to talk about, guess what? Buddhism. So first of all, thank you very much for, for welcoming the, uh, me in the center. Wonderful space, wonderful energy. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, to share some of your wisdom.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Um, so... Can you tell me how one becomes a monk? It's not something that that for us, it's not really in especially well in Canada for for my upbringing. It's not something that really, it's it's not uh, very common that a Canadian boy or a Canadian, I guess. Uh, can you can women become monks too? Yes. Yeah, a Canadian girl uh, becomes a monk. So can you give us a bit of your background and how you came to this and. How long have you been practicing uh, meditation and and Buddhism?
1: Thank you very much for coming and uh, talking to me, especially about all these interesting subjects. So I'm Bhante Jay. once again. Uh, I'm from Sri Lanka. I became a monk when I was 13 years old. Uh, The reason for me to become a monk is from my parents. Okay. So at the time I was born, my father got... uh, stomach disease, which uh, uh, had, be- had been until recently. Uh, so my f- parents thought that my birth and father's horoscope, uh, you know, do not match each other. Okay. It is a tradition in Sri Lanka that if something happened, uh, that child uh, uh, m- offered the temple by parents So at the uh, one and a half years old, my parents took me to temple and offered me to the temple. It means that you do not stay at the temple at such a young age. But it is a promise given to the temple by Buddhist parents that uh, we take this child when the child is able to do his own thing and uh, uh, ordain as a novice monk. So that's how I uh, became a monk when I was 13. The idea of becoming a monk uh, was was a feeling to me because uh, we see monks are so respected in Sri Lanka. When you go to a bus, you have a special seat reserved for monks in the train, in the airport. And sometimes you are not uh, charged by any of these places because you are a monk uh, and you are supported by food, lodgings, medicine and traveling expenses and everything. So this idea came to me at a very young age. And I like to become a monk to because we like to be recognized and respected. So idea came from my parents, uh, but I also like that. So that's how my ordination happened as a Buddhist monk after becoming a monk i, uh, I was uh, you know ent- i i went to the uh, monastic college where i studied for 5 years uh, and then went to university for bachelor's did a uh, you know postgraduate diploma Meant- in the meantime uh, some invitation came from in the us uh, and also some other countries but i selected uh, to come to us in 2008 since then, I have been in in the U.S. and Canada. So, and where did
0: you go in the U.S.?
1: Um, in Michigan, Detroit, okay. Southfield. Okay, close to Detroit. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, um, I used
0: to live in Windsor, so I've yeah I've been to Southfield and uh, Ann Arbor and Dearborn and all yeah. those places. Yeah.
1: So, as a monk, I enjoy this life because uh, it is a paradise for peace and happiness. Since you are Respected in the society as well as you, have, your responsibility is so high. You you can enjoy it. So from the very young age, I felt that I am a leader of the community. It it means to me study well and behave well and meditate better than lay people and teach them. Part of my responsibility is to teach people the how to meditate, how to gain happiness and peace, how to manage their life and so forth. So, uh, therefore, uh, I like this uh, life. The most important thing I like is the peace and happiness that you, I can develop. So, therefore, I like the idea. If you be- want to become a monk, right, yeah. uh, the doors are open. Because it is, uh, it is the interest uh, to follow uh, a method for peace and happiness. And uh, you need to find a better teacher you need to find uh, a center to stay and these are the basic things uh, that you need to find if you want to become a monk so anybody can become a monk May, g- girls and boys even no age uh, you know barrier yeah. yeah therefore becoming a monk but uh, we don't ordain a very small children like uh, five, six, because they cannot go to washroom themselves yeah. and they cannot, uh, you know, wash their clothes and so forth. So the year that we recommend is up to 10, from 10 to any uh, any age person can become a monk or none. And
0: what's what's the training required to become a monk?
1: So uh, basically we look uh, look at people whether they like to become a monk. And we... They, when a person become a monk he or she he or she should know what kind of life she or she, uh, he has to follow. Uh, becoming a monk, you do not eat uh, you know uh, any number of meals. you eat only in the morning and in, uh, for, uh, in the after, uh, after morning, before afternoon, right? so only two meals as I said in the evening you can have uh, tea coffee uh, tea with milk and piece of chocolate and something like a small light meal is uh, is available but you cannot eat and you have to shave your hair beard and you so i couldn't have my beard or uh, my hair yeah that's yeah. the tradition that's okay. the teaching you know
0: so i'm not sure about becoming a monk <laughs> okay, okay.
1: <laughs> then you you have only one type of uniform the robe okay so under robe and the robe of course you have all these underwears and and you can wear you can wear shoes and depending on the weather but uh, the idea of having this change is to have a simple life so becoming a monk is to train yourself with simple things and let go of attachment, right? Then um, you 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 should know all these things into certain extent before you become a monk. Yeah. Then you have interest. You know what has to be done. With that, you 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 have you should have a discussion with your parents or whoever belongs to you, and with their permission, you should come with them to the temple or the monastery. Uh, then, immediately after you arrive to the temple or monastery, you are not ordained. You have a kind of probationary period. In that period, you learn some uh, Pali texts. Uh, they are very necessary for a Buddhist monk. And you want to know how to conduct uh, kind of rituals like pujas we call it pujas puja means uh, you put flowers in front of the Buddha statue and candles and recite some uh, stanzas and let people do those activities and advise people so from the very moment of your ordination you would be able to do some sort of you know rituals and sermon so within that probationary period you learn all these things and the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you eat, uh, you should be changed yourself uh, from lay life to uh, uh, monastic life. So within that period, with um, staying with monks at the monastery, you, you, are, you are going to learn there. How long does that period last? It depends on. It depends on the monastery. It depends on the, uh, you know, your teacher. It depends on how you learn all these ethics. Okay. One thing I should add, uh, that is your physical appearance. As a boy or girl, you enter the temple and on the first day or second day or whatever days, the teacher decides you have to shave your hair. It's not a compulsory thing, but sometimes monks advise to sh- shave your hair because you are going to shave it yeah. as a monk in the yeah. future. So you start it now. They, they often did you shave your head? I do, now I am a monk for yeah. 25 years. Yeah. Uh, so I shaved uh, twice a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because when I shave my beard, yeah. I do it. Okay. So it's simple, so simple. It takes only five minutes to yeah. de- shave everything. So that's how you become a monk.
0: And then what, what would be the life of a monk? Before we get into some of the bigger issues, like your day-to-day.
1: Yeah. You know, we uh, wake up around 5.30, sometimes 5.00, and then uh, uh, after washing our face and drinking some water, none of us uh, drink tea early in the morning. We just uh, drink water, and we directly come to the places where we meditate, so after, and do you
0: meditate, and I'm going to interrupt and yeah. I have a bunch of questions because I'm very curious. Um,
1: do you meditate together? Or do you meditate on your own? Of course, we uh, meditate. We sit together. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's a silent meditation. Okay. So we do it individually. Some I don't know what the other monks does in okay. the meditation. Perhaps he consider his bodily pain, physical body for his meditation. Meditation. Yeah. I, I I may take another meditation. We don't know. And do you you do the same meditation every day? uh, No, I change. I I switch the subject of meditation every day. Sometimes I meditate on loving kindness. Sometimes I meditate on my breath. The idea is to develop mindfulness and wisdom. So the subject uh, uh, that we take doesn't matter. The idea is to develop all these spiritual qualities. So we do it uh, for, for an hour or so. Then we um, take breakfast together uh, and then uh, we clean the place and we take, we answer the telephone calls, emails and see what people say about our programs. And we may perhaps uh, prepare flyers for the different programs, talk to people, uh, that kind of thing. things are done uh, maybe one hour or so. Then we study, we read, then... uh, lunch time comes sometime we uh, offer the prep, you know basic things for the Buddha before we eat then we take lunch as today then we take personal time either to have a rest or to walk for exercise
0: or do a podcast
1: yeah yeah. sometime you yeah. know we, we don't have postcard but we have uh, uh, talks and meditation programs recorded sometime we email them we share okay. with friends and uh, you know devotees so we do s- certain things like that because we uh, we know how to operate these computers and innovations. so we, we we give some people who are far away from us a chance to listen to all these talks so in the evening um, again um, until four we have personal time to read and meditate if you want then people may visit during this period so we talk to People like you may come for different reasons. Sometimes, you know, really, people come for different advice. So in the uh, evening around 7, 6, we definitely go for a, a chanting for our own sake or people's sake. Sometimes people come for such programs. Then um, uh, those days that we have program, we, we are with the program, meditation, talks uh, and discussion. Uh, the other days we have silent meditation or, or in the hall or in our own rooms. Okay. So then at night we don't take uh, uh, dinner, but we have uh, tea, coffee with some pieces of chocolates and uh, cheese. And then we are going to read again. My uh, time to end the day is around 10.30 or 11 o'clock. Okay.
0: So you still get a decent sleep because you get up early. Of course, early. Yeah. 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 When
1: I, get, I go to bed, I think about the uh, nature of this body in a meditative form and uh, develop mindfulness of sleeping and sleep. So I don't have any problem of sleeping. No? Yeah. That's good. Um, that's so- that's the typical day activity of a monk. That sounds
0: that sounds like a. pretty in, good in
1: weekday in weekends uh, we visit uh, houses for chanting and uh, accepting lunch, okay. so people organize th- that kind of blessing ceremony. So we usually visit houses places. Sometimes we go for shopping because people spend money for us, and yeah. it is our our duty to select whatever we want. Sometimes we go shopping, or shopping in during the daytime,
0: yeah. And um, do you guys have like, because I'm from, I I was raised uh, Catholic, and then there's mass. Is there something like that in the Buddhist?
1: Uh, Sometimes, not always, uh, because many people who uh, come to temple are born Buddhist. Okay. Some people who come from uh, different background, I we directly say that you become a Buddhist by understanding, not by claiming that I am a Buddhist. We don't have any. we don't want to change people' identity, like uh, you know, if you are a Christian, uh, keep it, live in it. That live with this, and but still understand the subject of meditation, who you are, yeah. and what, how you deal with your feeling and sensation. So we are not very much interested on changing um, in the personal background, but uh, we are very much interested on teaching them the meditation and so forth. Sometimes people want to take Buddhist names uh, in terms of changing their belief system. So if they want, we give. Otherwise, uh, it's up to them to decide. So our view is that uh, it is uh, not important very much to change your name or physical appearance. It's more on the inside. It's more on your heart.
0: Speaking of names, uh, because we were just chatting before we started recording about... Uh, the name that's given to Buddhist monks, like Bhante, is I guess the name for uh, a monk. It's, yeah, it's, it's the it's kind of like reverend or yeah. or a priest. Uh, are there any other names that uh, that that we know that we should uh, we should?
1: Uh, yeah, so Bante is being used uh, since uh, Buddhist monks from Sri Lanka, Thailand, yeah. Burma uh, came to the United States and Canada. Because uh, it is a Pali word. Pali is the language that the Buddha talked, Okay. Uh, 2,500 years ago. Is it still around? It's not a spoken language anymore. It's a textual language. Kind like It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like uh, not Greek, but uh, Latin. That's right. Okay. So then in that uh, Pali language, Bhante is used for all the monks. So when two monks come together and talk Bhante, that's how... Uh, they communicated, addressed each other. So, Sinhalese, the my mother tongue, is not known to Thai monks and uh, Burmese monks and other monks. But Pali word "bante" is well known to everybody. Then, everybody has come to an uh, have come to an agreement that we call uh, each other as "bantes." Okay. So Bante is so the it's very almost ex-
0: like father. Father, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Father Joseph or whatever. correct, yeah,
1: okay. correct. So any other name I cannot remember, but we sometimes use venerable, okay. reverend. Yeah, those are the two other words that we can use uh, for other monks. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, we t- you talked about eating only twice a day. Um, do you ever do any longer fasts? Um. Uh, is that part of the training?
1: It is. a No. We have a fasting period that is from lunch to next day morning. Yeah. Uh, we don't have that longer fasting like in uh, Islam. Like
0: in, yeah. And like Ramadan. Or, yeah, yeah. No, we okay. don't have
1: that. This is the only fasting period that we have every day. Yeah. But it's funny because
0: I've been, I've been experimenting with fasting for the last year or so. If I tell some people fasting for a couple hours, they go crazy. And I've done a couple like three day fasts, and mm. uh, and then they're like you're crazy. But then people that fast every day, and what we would call your fasting is intermittent fasting. So you you know you eat till two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever, and then you don't mm. eat till the next morning. Yeah. Some people would like that's crazy, and then for someone like me who was, was gone a couple of days without eating, mm. it's like oh that's that's yeah. cool. I, I really
1: actually why do we do this? Because uh, Buddhist monks are not working. And they are not doing any jobs like lay people. Yeah. They are supported by every basic things. Their duty is to practice meditation and enlighten and show the path for lay people to go on the same results. Yeah. So, uh, therefore, we do not want to do a job. We, 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 we do not want to be busy like lay people. Sorry? You want to be very so, minimalist. Yeah. Then, if you are not doing hard work, physical work, Ah, uh, you do not need that much food for your body to survive. I like it, so breakfast is should be there, and the lunch yeah so and the other thing is that becoming a monk is to uh destroy attachment to food and everything so so two meals is enough in the first hand. And uh, why do you need so many food to survive and let go of attachment to taste? Okay. And the other thing is that uh, eating two meals and uh, having a kind of pasting period every day is good for the health. And some people eat at night and sleep with that and they they are not physically healthy. No, they
0: get fat.
1: Yeah, they get fat and yeah. we don't have that problem too. No. Um, now,
0: you bring up a good point about attachment. So, why do you think we get so attached to things in North America? And I'm speaking on "we" as in, mm. uh, and we're we're talking about general general terms. But why do you think in North America we get attached to stuff so much?
1: That is because of not knowing the limitness of your life in the first hand. Uh, we call this in the Dhamma, in the teaching of the Buddha, uh, as the ignorance so you people should know the limit of their you know life this life is whether you eat a lot of food whether you live in mansion we are all going to die one day is right? that true it is true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so there is a uh, impermanence going on in our life every day every moment every second so if you know who you are uh, why should you attach to so many things? because attachment could be compared to a holding a, a pile, you know huge uh, pile of orange if you are trying to g- take everything every, you cannot take everything but your desire is to take everything suppose that there are hundreds and 1000 oranges uh put together uh, they are not in boxes they are they are just keep, loose, keep yeah. loose. And if you are going to uh, take everything together, you cannot do it because they might fall from your hand.
0: And they'll go bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. So people have attachment to own everything they saw, they, they see, they hear and so forth. But it is not the reality. At the end, what happened? Attachment creates suffering. That's the biggest problem. When there is attachment, there is suffering. And why <laughs> is that? because because that's how the that's the reality because you you attach to things and you don't get it at all sometimes you get sometimes you don't get so suppose we see people beautiful people, beautiful girls, beautiful men and women so you you ha you want to own somebody, but they maybe belong to somebody else and you you see beautiful cars, you see beautiful houses, you like it. But they are—they do not belong to you. So we have an attachment, a great greed and desire in us. But how can we satisfy these greed, attachment when they are not belong to us? So, so I'm trying to show you that how attachment gives you suffering.
0: Oh yeah, no, I—I I, and I'm all—I'm—I I get it. I just I like to play devil's advocate. Yeah. In terms of, and I love having conversations about this stuff because I—I think you're definitely you're onto something what um so i show up tomorrow and give you the keys to a ferrari you're going to say no
1: um in my case yes i do not want that kind of things okay because what I, if I
0: give you a beautiful mansion
1: yeah i would say uh, sometime i take it in terms of uh, setting up a meditation hall okay. for for meditation meditation place for many people to come and meditate Oh, okay in that case i i see the purpose of accepting it and accepted it. Uh, that's that that way I could uh, uh, you know uh, behave in such a situation. But it is not for own my sake. I will accept it, and uh, for the sake of the society, for the sake of people who meditate. And so did, uh, the intention med- is the biggest thing. Can you can you meditate in a Ferrari? Um, I don't say that but of course meditation is the cultivation of your mind right so the the if i if we define the subject, the meditation according to Buddha's teaching, it is the cultivation of your mind with mindfulness, compassion, love, generosity, wisdom, concentration, and so forth. So Buddha has taught in many places that you should learn medit- uh, meditate in, not only in the sitting posture. While you are talking, you can meditate. While you are eating, you can meditate. And while, you know, sleep, you know, sitting, while reading, meditation could be applied in each posture. So while driving in a car, in a vehicle, you can be mindful about the driving speed limit and have compassion on your heart and then... Uh, it doesn't mean that you are totally away from accident and so forth it can happen even if you drive on the road perfectly somebody can hit you yeah Uh, but it it does mean that you are fully enjoying your driving in the present moment taking care of yourself and others so that kind of meditation could be practiced while driving so in Ferrari, in BMW, yeah. in, um, you know, any luxurious vehicle, uh, if you use it for purposes, like we have a car in our temple. Sometimes we drive, drive to places where we conduct meditation, uh, drive to places where we do Dharma talks, talks on meditation. Yeah. So the purpose of using a car, driving a car, is to make the, Uh, duties we do successful so in that case if uh, somebody come and offer me a luxurious car i'll accept it but not for enjoying myself uh, with greed attachment but to make uh, my work easy okay that's what i can say but uh, personally i do not want that much luxurious thing because i know that if i have 100 things I I cannot give you 100% guarantee that you do not have uh, less attachment to me because human mind is unpredictable if it is not developed very much. So I should be careful to limit uh, material things around me because that's, that's how I promise myself in this teaching that I do not want much. To survive myself and practice meditation in one sense I may accept accept those material thing if that is if they are very useful for the place for the work I'm doing in on the other hand I may not accept thinking that this is not enough this is sorry this is uh, too much for me and um, my practice is, uh, does not uh, want very much
0: yeah all right so in in the Buddhist state you um, What are the keys to
1: happiness? Keys to happiness uh, 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 are being able to understand yourself as a human being, fortunate human beings, and uh, being able to understand others equally and develop kindness, develop um, compassion, be mindful and be wise about changing nature of your body and mind. So when you know all these things, you are not going to hate somebody else because you feel that you are not living forever. The very short time that you live, then this person thinks should be meaningful to oneself and others. So the first thing in uh, in happy life as a Buddhist is understanding everything. By understanding everything, you you should be morally, ethically peaceful, good, wholesome. And you should share your things with others. And these are the key uh, components of your uh, peaceful life as a Buddhist.
0: So, how does someone understand, for someone that kind of feels lost or doesn't really know where to start, how would they go about understanding themselves?
1: Uh, actually, there should be a support from somebody who is very uh, kind and compassionate. So, if you are totally out of your balance, of his mental balance, I won't I never say that he or she can turn his life to into good uh, in its own way we should have support from good friends so my suggestion is to find a better person friend uh, and go to a spiritual teacher who can understand the people's mind psychology very well and get some advice if you don't have a friend that's the best place to go. It could be a psychologist, it could be a psychotherapist, it could be a good friend of you, it could be a relative of you. Could be a monk? Could be a monk, okay. yes. Do
0: you guys do you guys act as counsellors?
1: Uh, we are not uh, licensed. Uh, no, no, but, I, can, let's but say, yeah. I come to you and I have a yeah, problem. Of you, course, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. We are very happy to, we are very forward to give uh, some tips and uh, uh, kind of counselling for people to turn their mind to peace and happiness. Yeah. We, of course, ask people to come here and meditate with us because they are free of charge. Yeah. Every Monday from eight uh, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., there is a free meditation. And it's just a drop-in? Yeah. Okay. You don't need to bring anything. We have cushions. We have a place. And if you want to drink a tea, it's uh, offered, and we have water. So come and meditate. So then my Tuesday from 12 noon to 1 o'clock, Thursday from 12 noon to 1 o'clock. These are the three times that we offer public, uh, uh, you know, meditation session. And
0: what do you think is different for the average person to go from meditating in their basement or, or bedroom to meditating in a room full of people?
1: If you know how to meditate and can do it alone, just do it at home in the basement in your room. And some people cannot do it because even though they know about meditation because there is no external support for them in, the, in their own place. Therefore, some people would like to go to a place like this and meditate with, with others. Because in a group meditation, uh, you see others are doing meditating and, and that's a support for them to concentrate. Yeah. And sometimes people believe that uh, in a place like this, there is some wholesome energy in the air yeah. that supports them. And when there is somebody who is experienced in front of you, some people uh, trust their mind that they can do it. Some people have that, believe on that energy. So that's why some, a lot of people come to centers like this to meditate instead of doing at home. But for those who do not know anything about meditation, still want to do, yeah. please go to a center like this yeah. and get some advice. Meditate for a couple of month, weeks or months until you get trained. Yeah. And then um, I, I'm pretty sure that they can do meditation along, yeah. either in their own place or in the park or what wherever they like.
0: The, speaking of meditation, what, what would be the minimum effective dose? Like how long do I need to meditate when I'm it, starting out?
1: Yeah, if you do it for the first time, uh, I recommend you to sit at least 25 minutes, 30 minutes, because you're you going to learn how to do it. With difficulties, you should learn. So with the instruction, of course, you should yeah. do it if you do it for the first time because uh, there is no other way that you need uh, that you learn about meditation you you should listen to instruction and at the same time you do concentration so on sometime uh, people get it quickly sometime some people take times so those who are beginners should meditate at least for 20 minutes 10 minutes because after that you have you may have physical pain too yeah uh, since you are a beginner You don't have enough practice to sit with physical cross leg or whatever position you are, you should take. After 20 minutes, you get some physical pain. So 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes would be good. But depending on people, depending on the place, depending on how your physical body has been maintained throughout the day could change the time of meditation.
0: Yeah, there was a saying, and I don't know who came up with it. It said, if you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, you need to meditate for two hours. Because most people that don't find the time, that means because their mind's really stressed and they probably need to spend a little more time. Mm. Speaking of time, I want to be mindful of your time. I know you're, you're a busy gentleman, I, and we appreciate uh, the time you spent. Uh, a couple questions before I let you go, and I think we're going to have to come, up, come back and do a second part to talk okay. about some of the other stuff, because I I I'd really like to get into yeah. this some more. What does wellness mean to you?
1: Wellness means to me is, uh, is compassion, mindfulness, wisdom, uh, right effort. All these are called wellness for me because wellness is a result of a good practice. Wellness is not given by anybody outside of our life. Wellness is, should, should be found within through right practice. It is a discovery.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, where can people find out more about the center and your your work? A website, or is there uh, where can people get the best information?
1: Uh, actually, through website and through telephone, and I can give you all this information. I'll,
0: I'll link to them in, in the yeah, show notes yeah. so if you can give me some more information. Yeah. Again, thank you very much for shedding some light. Again, it's one of those things. I think for the average person, seeing a monk, is, especially I'm talking about especially in Canada because I've never been to Sri Lanka or some of the other countries, but It's not that you don't see it very often. It's like, okay, can we go talk to these people? Are are we allowed to talk to these people? Uh, So there's lots of barriers. But um, as I can attest from from my experience, very friendly folks. They really want to share their wisdom. and, And we're very appreciative of your time.
1: Thank you very much for coming. And I enjoyed talking to you. You've been listening to Wellness Wednesdays. I'm your
0: host, Eric Collard. Until next week, be well.